everyone. Hello and welcome back to the Motorsport This Week podcast. Today I'm joined by Jez, no Alex unfortunately, as he's away on holiday, but you know, I'm sure Jez will give a will give a good input in uh Alex's pace. So Jez, you haven't been with us for quite a few weeks. So, you know, yeah. obviously we had the Spanish Grand Prix that uh last time me and Alex spoke. Mercedes got a double podium and of course it was a uh, Another Max Verstappen win, you know, in dominant fashion. <laughs> Very much so. I just want to hear your thoughts on that, man. Well, I mean, it is as it usually is with a with with the Spanish Grand Prix. Not much happened, did it? Like, like we had the we had the hope that rain would would arrive for most part of the race, and we didn't even get any bit of rain, did we? But in the in any other race, it was just. That was the one bit of excitement and maybe the one bit of hope that we could have had for, for this for this Grand Prix. But in the end, we didn't get any rain. We didn't get any major incidents to note of. And Max ran away with it again, as as he usually does. I mean, obviously, I was meant to be impartial, but the the Max Verstappen flag behind me is not really helping my cause with uh, with uh, staying impartial. But I quite enjoyed that Maxterclass as I've referred to it as a few times before he's he, he dominated again but uh, i mean you, you come to expect that now with this with how good this red bull is yeah and how definitely. how dominant it's been all year every race this year has been won by a red bull if i'm right in saying that yeah yeah it's 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 a new it's a new era of dominance and uh i'm personally quite happy with that but uh, i know i know there is a a lot of a uh, people in the F1 community that isn't too happy with this dominance. I, I, I just don't see, I just don't see why they're not happy with dominance. Like it hasn't been going on for so many years. You know, we had the yeah. Sebastian Vettel era, 2000. And, no, we had that blip in 2009 where it was Braun GP, somehow mm-hmm. winning the championship. But 2010 to 2013, it was four in a row for Sebastian Vettel. And then, it was 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, you know, and and so on until 2021 for Mercedes. But yeah. It's just, I, I think because a lot of fans have got in to F1 and motorsport in general in the past, you know, two years, well, obviously with Drive to Survive, I don't think they're used to, you know, Red, oh, Red Bull dominating, you know, Mercedes dominating for how many years and Red Bull look, look like they're going to dominate for the rest of, you know, 20, the rest of 2020, 2022. But I, I don't, I don't see it happening in 2023, you know, because obviously the 30% reduction in wind tunnel time, you know, which isn't playing a big part now, but it'll affect them until the end. It, it'll affect it'll affect them at the back end of the season and going into next season. So hopefully that we might have a total fight on our hands. I hope so. But do you think do you think it's really going to play that much of an inch, uh, like a impact on it towards the end of the season? Because obviously the wind tunnel is there when you're like at the start of the season building the car. Yeah. But like, is that really going to be like a major issue going down the line? Obviously, you've got the new upgrades and new parts coming into the. Onto the car, sorry, but uh, would that wind tunnel time really play that much of a huge role 
Do you reckon? I don't think so, but you know, with the upgrades and you know, with the floor being leaked, obviously it's not going to happen this season. But maybe, maybe the teams can put something together for next season. You know, copying Red Bull. But you know, I well, I think I think Mercedes could bring it to them at the very end of the season. But I think it's just like. It's going to be a case of last year when, you know, Mercedes might win one race or like yeah. two races or like Aston Martin might get a win when Red Bull are not like really like concentrating. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, I don't know. These new upgrades on the Mercedes look really like... They look like they've improved the car with the side pads, you know. Yeah. You know, I think... I think you know, zero side pods on the Mercedes was one of the most outlandish, you know, designs ever on an F1 car. And yeah. it didn't work out. It worked out last season somehow, but towards the end of the season. But, you know, now that the Mercedes has side pods, they look to be, you know, dominating the rest of the field. Like, it was a Mercedes 2-3 last season. No, last race, sorry. Yeah, but, you know George Russell started twelfth, twelfth I believe, twelfth. Yep, and somehow he char he charged his way into, you know, P three. Obviously Lando Lando got, you know, clipped by Lewis Hamilton, but that was that was that that was a racing incident. But I think Lando could have done more to not, you know, fight for the position. In in yep. a way, but. You know, he's not really faulting for anything in that McLaren. I think, you know, it was a bit of an anomaly. Like Lando's showing he got he's got the pace even in the McLaren. But I think it was a bit of an anomaly that, you know, he he got into Q three in the first place, let alone put it on the podium for uh qualifying. But, you know, I just I just wanna know what you think of think of, you know, the Mercedes upgrades. I know you're not a Mercedes fan, but yeah, I mean, well, obviously, for the for the for the sport in general, it's it's brilliant that Mercedes have upgraded this car like as significantly as they have, <laughs> as significantly as they have to be close to the front. You know, it's it's good for the sport. Someone to possibly challenge uh, Red Bull and maybe Aston Martin for that for those top two spots in the constructors. Obviously, Aston Martin didn't have the greatest of uh, weekends. I can't remember where they finished in Spain. Spain was a while ago now for me. Uh, but yeah, they obviously outscored both of them. Um, as you said, George Russell starting from P12 and getting it up onto the podium. It's it by no means it's a it's a very good achievement from George Russell, but obviously the car has now been improved enough to for George Russell to do something like that, charge through the field to get back up to where Mercedes realistically should be. They should be on the podium, should be challenging for wins. Obviously, previous Mercedes cars would have been winning those races by a country mile. Now that's a, now that's a Red Bull thing. But, uh, you know, it's it's a step in the right direction for the Mercedes. It's it's good for the sport. Obviously, I'd like to have Verstappen and Red Bull leading the way every race without a, without a, a care in the world. But it's... It's good to see that they're that they're competing. I'm looking at the the finishing times again. 
Verstappen was 24 seconds ahead of, of the of the Mercedes cars in second and 32 seconds ahead of George Russell. Like the, the it's it's ridiculous how how fast he is and uh, how fast that Red Bull is. Obviously, Perez down in fourth is at 35 seconds off the pace, but obviously he also started back in P11, which wasn't ideal for him, but he, he made that charge through the field. He made the overtakes. Obviously, couldn't get up to with, to Max's level, just that is a completely different level. Max, gr- I think it was a gr- full grand slam, top of top of FP one, top of FP two, top of FP three, fastest in all qualifying set, all qualifying sessions, whole and um, whole in qualifying race win, led every lap, fastest lap, like it was the absolute perfect weekend yeah. for Max Verstappen, and right. yeah. You can't fault him for that, really. Yeah, you could say he's got an amazing car, but you can't fault him for for how how good of a talent he is. You you can't fault him. Like in 2021, he was winning races in you know the second fastest car, and mm. you know that was a bit of an anomaly. His first win because both of the Mercedes took themselves out, but the fact that he was able to you know keep people beyond him at 18 years old and lead the race and you know, win a race. Like, I'm, I'm kind of jealous of, you know, Matt Verstappen. <laughs> like, I'm sat here as a 19 year old, you know, and, <laughs> and, you know, when Max Verstappen was 19, he was racing around, you know, the four, he's racing around the world at, you know, 200 mile an hour. Yeah, now, it's like, crazy. It's, cra- it's crazy, but you know, props to Verstappen. He's a great racer, and you know, I, I might not agree with all of the stuff he all of the stuff he's done but you know you got it it is what it is man you can't you can't change it yeah he's he's a phenomenal talent i mean love him or hate him you know he is what one of if not the best driver on the grid right now yeah that 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 is without a shadow of a doubt possibly you could argue that lewis is better than him on the grid obviously he's got that pedigree as a seven-time champion most wins, most polls. <laughs> yes, I yes I did say seven time champion. No, not how other other not the not the number that the other Lewis fans would like to tell me. Yeah, he's a seven time champion. But obviously, it's between those two really. It's the the best driver on the grid. You could chuck in your Alonso, your Leclerc, but they're not. They're just not at the level that well, these two are at. I don't think Leclerc's lot up there. No, he's, apart from winning. A few races, he's not got a motorsport legacy, you know. Obviously, mm. he's with like you know a crap team in Ferrari. Like, if Ferrari got their act together with a decent car, you know, I thought I thought big things were going to happen for Ferrari when they were yeah. when they signed Fred Vasseur, but it it's just the same and same again. And so many people were pl- putting the blame on Paul Bonotto. Like mm. it's just. It's just something that can't be fixed. Like, I'm happy they won Le Mans, Le Mans last weekend. But, you know, when Ante, uh, Antonio Giovinazzi has got a better uh, motorsport legacy than, you know, Starboy Charles Leclerc, mm. something's gone wrong, man. Something's yeah. gone wrong. It's, it's something that's just... Just, just Ferrari based. Like it's, yeah. doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who you could put in. You could chuck Christian Horner, Toto Wolff. I don't know. Bring back Flavio Briatore or something. But anyone in in that head role of Ferrari team principal, sorry, it, it, 
it just you can't you can't really pick out something that they could fix like that will just make them go like that into a back to the back to the front like obviously they they showed glimpses of it in uh, 2022 obviously with the with the uh, opening two two out of the opening three race wins were by Ferrari by Charles Leclerc by a, a good margin as well admittedly with Max Verstappen engine failures but they were they were race wins they were race wins and they showed their pace got poles Leclerc I think got I think Leclerc get more poles than Verstappen in 2022. Oh, I think he did. I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. I think he did, and Verstappen still ended up having a a better pole to pole to win ratio on Leclerc poles than Leclerc had himself on his own poles to wins, which is a crazy stat. If if that's still true, although I'm not quite sure. <laughs> but yeah, Ferrari is just like it's it's a weird it's a weird position with them because. I, what what do you do? Just because nothing really seems to be working. They're still same old Ferrari, aren't they? Same old keep, Ferrari, man. keep fumbling it left, right, and center. Like what 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 do you do if you're Charles Leclerc? Obviously, we we spoke about this quite a few times before with the um, possibility of leaving Ferrari, maybe exploring options elsewhere, like Mercedes or something. With that, we discussed that swap deal with Hamilton and Leclerc. I think that'd be a good choice for Leclerc, but it'd just be weird seeing, you know, Lewis Hamilton. That's always raced in a white or black kit, racing, you know, a red velvet kit. But the only thing I can compare that to is when Jack Grealish left Aston Villa and went to City. Oh, wow. it, I remember, I remember watching the game. It was the FA Community Shield against. It was Man City against Leicester. I remember they had, they had a f- such a nice kit in, a white kit in 2021. And I remember like, seeing him come on for the first time and it's like, oh my God, he's not playing for Aston Villa anymore. And that's what it's going to mm-hmm. be like if, you know, this swap deal does happen. But I think it was announced, I think rumours circulated yesterday that he has, uh, that Hamilton has signed for 2023, no, signed for 2024 and beyond, which okay, well, at I'm, least I'm happy about. But you know, I I love a I love a bit of a shake up. Mm. At least at least we can we can put that rumor to bed now. We don't have to don't have to worry about hypothetical situations of Leclerc and Hamilton swapping over. Definitely. <laughs> 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 so Jez obviously we have Canada this weekend you know bit, bit of a boring track I, I cannot I cannot lie to you but you know I've only watched F122 cars race around uh, Canada and you know we all know what we all know what the new regular cars is like you know like Verstappen and Hamilton it was it was it was, uh, you know, interesting to see, you know, them battle it out when, when, uh, I think Verstappen came out the pits and he was behind Hamilton. Well, he, yeah, he was on, he was on fresh tires, so he just, he, he just like, you know, did it. Yeah, <laughs> did his thing, but 
didn't we get an Alonso pole or Alonso on the front row last year? Front row, Fernando Alonso put it on the front row in the in the in the wet in Canada. It looked like he was he was absolutely flying in that like in the in the practice sessions. I think he, I think he put it on provisional pole, and then Verstappen came in and took pole off him in the rain, as as he usually does, as the the rain master he is. Obviously not not the rain master. That's obviously the great Michael Schumacher, but Max Max in the wet is a. It's a different beast, and apparently we've got some rain coming in Canada. We, I mean, we were, we said that we said that about Spain. That never came. We got some in Monaco, but only for a little bit, yeah. and it caused a little bit of chaos. Hopefully, the rain does come for Canada, but and yeah, hopefully it can cause a bit of unpredictability. We saw the unpredictability in Monaco, which made Monaco's race good for Monaco standards. So hopefully, like hopefully for a, for a street race, this could be a. It's gonna be a good one, but I'm very interested to I'm very interested to hear why you think it's not a good track. I think it's a great track, personally. I've played it on the I've played it on the games, and it's just you know such a boring track. But I I don't see any opportunity for overtaking. Obviously, you know you have you have is it three yeah three DRS zones around Canada, yeah. but I don't see any like. You know, obviously there've been there's there's been overtakes in the past. There was that controversial moment with uh Lewis and uh Vettel. Yep. Many years ago, but I I didn't I wasn't into F one then. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, I know nothing about that. But um yeah, it like, I've only what I only watched last year's race Lord, and that weren't that weren't a very good race. But, it was uh, all right. It was all, but it's just it, it was just a bit boring. The only the only thing that the only thing that was good that came out of it was it was on it was a light start time, and I I love light racing. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a seven pm start time for us uh, mm. this time round. Nice nice evening in the hopefully in the sunshine we can just sit back in the evening and watch the watch the races happen. But I mean, Canada was all right last year. Like I think we had a red flag um, last year for for the Canadian Grand Prix because there was there was that whole like final ten laps of the race between Carlos Sainz and Max Verstappen, where Sainz I think it was Sainz that was leading, and Verstappen was gaining on him for like every every lap, and then he makes the overtake down the the final DRS zone going into the the chicane for the Wall of Champions, makes that move stick, and then. It's just now, a ch- a, can Carlos Sainz chase him down? He wasn't able to. Max managed to get the win. But it was a, it was a decent race. I remember Charles Leclerc had the engine penalty. He had to start from the back of the grid and managed to make his way up to fifth place, which was fantastic for the Scuderia at that time, even though they were definitely a race-winning car back then. But uh, it was very good for Leclerc to get back up to, to P5. But yeah, I, I like Canada. You've got, obviously, you've got the overtakes into the hairpin. That's probably like the... Yeah. Hot hot spot for overtaking in Canada. Obviously, you got Turn One, which is a, which is it's not a long straight, but it's it is long enough for a car to make a, a dive bomb into the inside at Turn One. No, can maybe do the switch back, go around the outside of Turn Two, the long right hander. Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, the king of the switchback, Lewis Hamilton. I don't know if that's an actual thing, but I mean, you said it, so I I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's lots of. There's lots of heavy braking zones that you can drive 
make make moves into, like send one up the inside. I don't know if you remember the, uh, but if you ever saw like the highlights from like 2018 where um, Lance Stroll had a crash with Brendan Hartley, like it was a pretty big crash. And Lance Stroll was still driving in the Williams, I think, at that time, and Hartley had like tried to go for a gap that wasn't really there, and uh, he sort of had his car turned sideways, and the nose cone was just planted on Lance Stroll's tire. And he was just carrying him off into the barrier. It was a surreal crash, but there are places to overtake if space allows. And we don't have any Mazapins. We don't have any Latifis on the grid anymore. <laughs> don't have anyone like that uh, dangerous, if you will, to to maybe cause like an accident of that magnitude. Obviously, we still have got, we've still got Lance Stroll, but I, I'd like to think he's matured for a. From that point on, it wasn't even his fault. Yeah, can he puts it on pole this weekend? No, not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. Who do you reckon gets pole this weekend? Max. It's a, it's a, it's a simple answer, really. It's going to be Max. If it <laughs> if it isn't Max, and okay, let, let's let's say if it isn't Max, like we, we all we both probably know it's going to be Max on pole. But if you were have like a surprise entry at a pole position, who would it be? Lewis. Yeah, I was, I was I was kind of expecting you to say Lewis. He's he's got the pace around Canada. You know, he took his first win around Canada. But, yeah, you know, obviously, um, sixteen years on, he's written in the stars. But I don't know. I don't. I don't see it. You know, you can mm. you can turn your seat. You can put a thousand pound bet on Max Verstappen getting pulled, and you'll get a thousand pounds, and fifty p back. Yeah. <laughs> probably would get that back that's how low the odds are <laughs> it really is it's just it's it feels like a foregone conclusion at this point max is going to get pole yeah. i mean if 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 there is like a maybe maybe there's a surprise entry at pole i'd argue it's one of the mercedes cars george or lewis leaning more towards lewis but obviously no, you've got... i think i think george has got that pace in him obviously he took pole at hungary last year and yeah, he took out of nowhere, out of nowhere, and he took Poland. Admittedly, it was a sprint race, but you know George has shown he's got that pace in him, especially if we're talking about you know in the wet. Mm. Now we saw we saw that in twenty twenty one with that Williams car, <laughs> yeah. second second place in that in that rained out Belgian Grand Prix, like, and then third place in Sochi with that crazy. Lando Norris, Carlos Sainz, George Russell, front three. Like, crazy, crazy how good he was with the Williams in the wet. And I mean, we haven't seen him in a full wet uh, qualifying session in the Mercedes yet, have we? Unless my mind is being stupid. I don't think Yeah, so. no. So we could see, maybe if, if the rain is in the in the air on the Saturday, we could see like a a potential coincidence. He's in exactly, conditions, yeah. You know, so yeah, putting a Williams on Peter in a Williams, a Williams, yeah, in the wet. So he's like, crazy, you know. Max Verstappen's obviously going to get pole. Like, there's no doubt in my mind about that. But maybe if it's a wet qualifying session, then we can expect the George Russell on the front row, and then you know, in the race. <laughs> shades of shades of the the American Grand Prix in Austin <laughs> last year, potentially. We'll see. We'll see. Three I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, he's, he's obviously a big candidate as well for, for front rows. Maybe, you never know, you never know. You never know. That's the fairy tale situation, anyway. Yeah, I mean, we can we can segue quite nicely out of uh, Canada, staying in North America, shall we? IndyCar, that's that's my uh, that's sort of my area of expertise, if you will, out of the out of the three of us. <laughs> IndyCar's my thing. Uh, last week we had the Detroit Grand Prix, fourth of June was that last week? No, that was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, the Detroit Grand Prix we had uh, was a at a new track actually because the. The Detroit Grand Prix is usually done on a street circuit, which it, which it did this year, but they do it around a place called Belle Isle, which is like one of the one of the famous spots in IndyCar, the street racing. But they decided to switch it up this year, made their own street course in downtown Detroit. It was when you look at the track map, it's very Baku esque. It's a lot of straight right angle turns around the block. There's not really a curved corner in sight around this new. Uh, street race but uh it was an interesting one because there was so many crashes it was there was, it was very stop start this uh detroit grand prix obviously alex Pelot, uh it was the 2021 uh indycar champion he's become the first first uh two-time race winner this year because he claimed victory in detroit led 74 out of the 100 laps as i'm reading over here and uh claimed 54 points because of that he was uh, quite the uh, quite the peddler this week. He was um, there was question marks maybe that he was done over by strategy, but with the with the red flags and the and the uh, cautions that were chucked out quite a few times, it was uh, eventually it was plain sailing. We had how many retirees? It was five retirees from the from the um, from the Grand Prix. Three cars were lapped, like down to. Three laps down, Benjamin Pedersen, Santino Ferrucci, Stingray Rob. I think, think Stingray, Stingray Rob actually crashed. Yeah, you, you like that name, Santino Ferrucci. Rings the bell, does it? Stingray Rob. Uh, is that the Latifi of IndyCar? Nah, no, he's not. He's not a Latifi of IndyCar. It's all right. But yeah, Santino Ferrucci. He's obviously got not the greatest reputation in um in motorsport. I don't know if you know about it, but. I think that's a, a topic for another time. He's got I, a, I has he got a Dan Tickson <laughs> reputation? Potentially, maybe <laughs> airing on... He's taking 10 cars on the safety cars. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're more airing towards the uh, the racism side. It's a bit of a grey area, but uh, I think we'll, uh, we'll just, we'll just uh, we'll leave that topic for another day. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, Alex Pelot leading from Will Power, who... Uh, Defending IndyCar champion, finishing second. Felix Rosenquist finished third for the Arrow McLaren team. And obviously, Pato Award is a is a name that many people, even outside of IndyCar, would have heard of. Uh, he did not have a great one because uh, he tried to make an overtake on Scott Dixon uh, on lap forty one. He tried to go around the outside of the of the of. Do I call him it? Yeah, the Lewis Hamilton of IndyCar. Scott Dixon is a. He's a 41-year-old man, but he's a six-time IndyCar champion. Uh, he tried to make the move around the outside of him, but there was no room for him to go, so he just sort of just drove off into the uh, into the tyre barrier and was unable to be recovered. Not not ideal for Pato Award, but uh, his teammates uh, up at the top, Felix Rosenquist in P3, uh, Alexander Rossi P5, they also had a bit of a, a kerfuffle on the final few laps. Palo was 
screaming off into the distance. It was Rosenquist and Rossi, P2, P3. And then they come they come together at like this hairpin area. And it was it was it looked a bit tense. Uh, both cars made it out somehow. And then in the pre in the post-race interviews, Rossi is asked about the incident between himself and Rosenquist, and he just says, We'll discuss that internally. <laughs> maybe maybe there's a little bit of friction between the between the um the McLaren drivers there, but I, I can't imagine it's it's too much. Yeah, Scott Dixon then finished P4, the, the wily old veteran that he is, Rossi P5. Kirk would finish P6, then Scott McLaughlin, Marcus Armstrong, Marcus Ericsson, the former F1 driver, 2022 Indy 500 champion, finished ninth. And then the defending champion of Indy 500, Joseph Newgarden, finished in P10. That was the very quick... <laughs> Uh, debrief of the Detroit Grand Prix but this weekend uh, is the uh, Grand Prix at Road America which is another one of the US's famous road courses in it's not just NASCAR it's not just IndyCar NASCAR have got uh, a race at Road America if if the IndyCar website would load for me I can have a look at it it is a, it is on this Sunday 1pm Eastern time which is I think 5 o'clock here I want to say it's five o'clock here. Yeah, I think it's four hours down Eastern. Time. Yeah, somewhere about that. So I think it's it is before the it is before the Canadian Grand Prix, which is interesting because I'm usually I'm used to having IndyCar after the F1, but it will it it will be a, a good race. I hope anyway. Um, Every, obviously everyone's just going to turn it off and put the F1 on. Like that's. That's probably what's gonna happen. That's a stupid thing. They could have done that. Obviously, IndyCar has a massive American audience, but you know, F1 is gaining and it's bigger in America than it's ever been. And you know, all the, you know, no disrespect for all the F1 girlies, girlies <laughs> will just be turning on and not, you know, simping over Charles Leclerc, not having a clue what's going on. Not having a clue about the championship standings or just simping over Charles Leclerc. But, you know, I can sympathise with him. He is a good-looking bastard, but not as good-looking as me. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, Lewis, of course. (laughs) I I mean, I would encourage people to watch IndyCar because the racing is actually, like, really close. Like, it's, it will be, it's, it's, at the moment, it's way better racing than F1. Because you actually have cars going wheel-to-wheel every lap like critical overtakes during the race it's quite chaotic as well these cars are quite fast as well obviously indy 500 they are rapid they go like over 230 miles an hour even faster than normal f1 car not even that might be like 250 miles an hour they go so fast in indy cars around the indy 500 track imagine that imagine like the adrenaline rush you'd have just like (laughs) Pulsing through your veins, driving that fast, just driving straight, bearing left every so often. It's just crazy how fast they must go. Must be the best roller coaster ever, man. Definitely. I mean, I've, I've, I don't, know, I've, I think I've mentioned this before, but I've been on the fastest roller coaster in the world, which is at, um, at Ferrari World in Abu Dhabi. F two car. That was fast. Ah, huh? as fast as an F two car. Yeah, it is. It's it's really fast, but. I, can't imagine like being in a like a passenger in that Indy five a race around Indy five hundred. Goodness me, I'd be, I'd be bricking it for that. 
But yeah, I, I would encourage people to watch IndyCar, at least give it a chance to a road course around road America. It's Indy Indy is good. There's a lot of good up and coming drivers, as you've seen with Pato Award, Colton Herter could have got into F1. There's also ex F1 drivers in there like Grosjean, Ericsson, Alexander Rossi, also former F1. There is pedigree in there. I mean, give it a chance. You might enjoy it. Yeah. Is that all you have to say about IndyCar? I mean, are you, yeah. Are you sure IndyCar is not sponsoring you? <laughs> I promise. I promise. I'm not. I am not endorsed by IndyCar in any way. I am just trying to push it out to people. IndyCar, if you are listening. That's a good point. We'd love to. That's a good point. IndyCar, Jack Harvey, anyone, David Malukas, anyone, if you watch it, the bus pros, if you're listening to this, I'm a big fan. Please uh, <laughs> please sponsor us. We'd, we'd greatly appreciate it. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for on Motorsport this week. This week, but we'll be back next week recapping the... Canadian Grand Prix, almost for that, uh, and the uh, IndyCar the Grand Prix at, the Grand Prix at Road America. Road America, what a race, man! What a race. It will be a good, it will be a good one. All right, bye bye.